Hi, I'm Connor Svensson, founder and CEO of Web3 Labs, and this is your week in blockchain on Monday, the 5th of April, 2021. This week, we're going to be talking about Visa supporting stablecoin payments on Ethereum, Ethereum reaching a new all-time high with Bitcoin getting close, Goldman Sachs adding more support for crypto, PayPal also supporting crypto payments, and then also Consensus partnering up with Damien Hurst on a new NFT offering, and finally Mark Cuban's view on the role of NFTs and the real killer application they have. So the big news this week is about uh, Visa allowing payments using the USDC stablecoin currency on Ethereum. So what they've done is they've partnered up with the Crypto.com app, which enables payments in cryptocurrency. But historically, what they've done is crypto have always had to convert the actual payments into fiat currencies such as US dollars in order to actually then transact with Visa. But what they're actually doing in this pilot is they're actually converting the crypto into the USDC stablecoin and they're actually paying Visa using the USDC stablecoin on Ethereum. So this is a huge step forward for actually staying within crypto for these actual payments on the crypto.com app. On the back end, they're working with Anchorage, which is the first federal fully chartered digital asset bank and also uh, Visa's like settlement partner for this. But it's a, it's a fantastic uh, move forward within the payment space, especially when it's someone like Visa actually doing this. We've also seen big news as well from PayPal, where they want to actually allow open up their checkout service for their 29 million merchants in order to accept crypto as a default with, uh, with, with payments there. What that means is that when people check out with PayPal, they'll have the option of paying in the you know their regular fiat currency or actually checking out and paying with bitcoin ether bitcoin cash or litecoin and that will be converted by paypal seamlessly to the actual currency that the payments actually in we've also seen ether the cryptocurrency uh, hit a new all-time high of just just getting close to two thousand one hundred dollars and uh, bitcoin's back above uh, sixty thousand at the time of recording in the uk the tax authority has issued new guidance on uh, cryptocurrencies and one of the, the key things with this new guidance they released a lot uh, in the last few years just talking about when people transact in cryptos that they need to actually pay capital gains on, on this. But then also what they've done is they've updated their guidance to provide information on how you handle interest earned through lending crypto and staking services as well, which of course in the last year or so we've seen huge growth and adoption. In a new report from PwC, the value of crypto mergers and acquisitions has more than doubled to 1.1 billion last year. Uh, which Bloomberg reported earlier this week. Also, CME are expanding their Bitcoin futures offering to include micro futures. So what this means is that uh, previously uh, with, with the actual futures contract, if you wanted to undertake one, you had to buy a futures contract that was for five Bitcoin, which is almost $300,000. Whereas with the new micro Bitcoin futures, it's only 0.1 Bitcoin uh, that needs to be used. So it just it adds liquidity and the number of options for people who actually want to start investing in those. Goldman Sachs as well have also said that they're going to start offering Bitcoin and other digital asset services to via its wealth management division. There's clearly a, a big demand here from their actual clients in that they want to get more exposure to crypto. And so for Goldman, they really feel they need to embrace this natively to support this for their customers. This week as well, Coinbase's listing has been confirmed for the 14th of April with the ticker coin. So that's going to be going ahead on the NASDAQ exchange. Also announced this week was uh, Teletubbies Tubby Coin, an innovative new cryptocurrency employing the groundbreaking power of Hugtech. Of course, it being uh, 
a April Fool's week. It did emerge to be an April Fool's, but the company behind it have basically said that they're, make, they're going to make donations to a, a kid's charity off the back of people who actually share the post there. So there's good things to come out of that. In the blockchain analytics space, Chain Analysis, the uh, blockchain analysis company, that they announced on Friday that they'd actually closed a $100 million Series D financing, which doubles its valuation to over $2 billion, which just shows how much demand there is right now for these analytics services, especially for governments and those sorts of individuals who actually want to be able to track how cryptocurrencies are being used. We mentioned last week about the Ethereum developer, Vlad Zamfir, who'd, who'd actually launched an injunction against Casper Labs because of the usage of the name Casper, which was tied in with the proof-of-stake protocol mechanism that he'd, he'd helped pioneer. Unfortunately, the injunction uh, was denied. Block production on the blockchain network Cardano now is now fully decentralized. And so when they talk about fully decentralized, the, the, the interesting thing that they've done here is IOHK, the company behind the actual blockchain, who's led a lot of the development, they're no longer participating in the production of blocks, which is quite different to really all the other blockchains in that typically those foundations or the, the companies that help get them off the ground continue to contribute to them. Well, whereas Cardano stepped out of the picture where so, so that they can talk in terms of being you know, a truly community-run uh, network, which is a unique proposition for them. We've, all, we've also seen uh, on the Cosmos blockchain as well, there's been some movement there in that the investors have approved the inter-blockchain communication mechanism. So there's the Atom token, which is locked into the blockchain there, and the, the holders of it have basically uh, voted that they're supportive of this protocol to actually transfer assets between blockchain, one of the big USPs of the Cosmos blockchain is the ability to actually send a digital asset cross blockchain. So it's a big move forward for them. The Dharma wallet as well has also announced uh, that you can send funds directly to Aave, Uniswap, Yearn and Compound from their traditional bank accounts with a daily limit of 25k. This is significant news as well because one of the barriers to entry in DeFi is transaction fees. A lot of the time people need to take fiat currencies, trade them on an exchange to get hold of a cryptocurrency, then put those into a cryptocurrency wallet, which requires an additional transaction before they can actually send them into one of these decentralized finance protocols. So making use of the, the Dharma wallet here, it actually eliminates a few of those steps, which will drastically reduce the number of fees that people need to pay in order to actually start interacting with DeFi. So it's a, a, bit, a big move forward there on the usability side. Aave, the DeFi lending protocol, have also announced that they're going to be working with the Polygon um, scaling technology in order to actually bypass some of the congestion issues that are seen on Ethereum. So Polygon uh, was formerly known as Matic, is one of the layer two scaling technologies for Ethereum. And we'll see their, their name coming up again uh, later on in today's show. The other thing that happened in DeFi this week is that a anonymous developer within a, a team called Core that built a, a the Delta DeFi protocol, they released a smart contract that enabled it to claim almost 11 billion in trading volume of a single token on Uniswap. And this, this was misleading data. So in effect, what they've managed to do was game the metrics that appear in Uniswap to show that a token is far more widely traded than it actually is, which of course has implications because a lot of people go on to Uniswap to look at the liquidity of these tokens in order to think about how much the 
whether, whether it makes sense to work with them. Going to other statistical sites, you can actually you know, work around this, but the point is, is that someone finding a way to game the, uh, the Uniswap protocol there is, is, is not ideal for them, so they're, they're not like working a way to not suffer from this problem again. In NFTs, there's been a lot of activity uh, continuing to happen. Uh, big news here is that Consensus has started work, has, has lined up the artist Damien Hurst to actually launch a new NFT art protocol. He's going to be creating, a t- like, there's going to be 10,000 uh, works on paper that are tied to corresponding NFTs using what's called the Palm uh, NFT platform, which Consensus has announced, uh, which runs on top of a side chain. So it also bypasses some of the transaction and um, electricity cost concerns about using Ethereum. Uniswap as well, they uh, released the V3 video promoting their, their new platform, which we spoke about last week. And the actual NFT of this sold for $525,000, a tokenized version of it. The actual video's artist said the funds would be donated to charities supporting ethnic minority groups. Mark Cuban as well, in an interview, has discussed where he really sees the killer apps of NFT being in ticketing. This won't come as a big surprise when Mark Cuban is a very vocal supporter of NFTs and blockchain technology, but also the owner of the Dallas Mavericks team. So... The idea of being able to utilize NFTs there in the ticketing market, you, you can see for him it could be an incredible opportunity. Charles Hoskinson as well, the creator of the Cardano blockchain, is confident about pushing the Cardano platform as being one of the leading venues for NFTs because of their native multi-asset support, which we've touched on previously. Given that they're coming slightly late to the party, of course, it'll take time for them to gain traction there, but it'll definitely want to be interesting to see how it evolves. Justin Sun, the founder of the Tron, blockchain has also unveiled a fine for top-notch uh, as he says nft artwork so typically this this fund will accept uh, nft token art that's uh, with got a price tag of at least one million dollars uh, but he looks to have a median value in there of 10 million the first piece going into it is the oceanfront uh, nft piece that was uh, made by Beeple and he bought uh, in, in auction uh, last week dapper labs as well the, the company that's really very much at the forefront of the nft revolution who created crypto kitties originally on Ethereum and then launched their own Flow blockchain. They've received another significant round of funding, this time $305 million, which now gives them a valuation of $2.6 billion, thanks to the great success they've had with initiatives such as NBA uh, Top Shops and Crypto Kitties before that. The NFT marketplace, Super Rare, has raised $9 million in Series A funding, and one of the investors there, that's going to be no surprise popping up again here, Mark Cuban. And then the previously known as the, the blockchain gaming protocol, Engine, who have their Engine coin, they've actually raised nearly 19 million to to build a polka dot based uh, platform for nfts then the network which is called uh, affinity will have its own token and um, the funding is being secured by selling uh, eft tokens said their cto and then on the scaling side the nft marketplace OpenSea is going to be using the immutable x scaling protocol to uh, in- increase the capacity on the network and then uh, the decentraland uh, platform uh, that they're launching a a decentralized application protocol using the polygon scaling technology, which we mentioned Arbe were looking to use earlier on today to bypass the high gas fees. And then a uh, NFT investment firm is going to be floating in London. So this is actually from the co-founders of the crypto mining company Argo blockchain. They intend to raise about uh, 10 million pounds by floating on the niche uh, Acqui stock exchange global market. In our metrics this week, the crypto market cap uh, driven by the 
big price gains we've seen is up 8.5% to $1.92 trillion. And the amount locked in DeFi is up almost 20% to almost $49 billion. Seven days average price for NFTs is has stayed relatively static at $35.5 million. Uh, and then the average price per NFT sale is, is floating at around $1,250. That's all we have for this week. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel. Links to all items discussed are available in our show notes and our website, weepinblockchain.com. There won't be a Clubhouse session happening this week due to the Easter break, but normally that will happen on Mondays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. UK time if you'd like to discuss any of the items that we have covered here. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.